to the Who to Thunk It podcast. I am your host, Zeb, and this episode is going to be about sleep. Now, let me ask, what is the worst part of your day? It is when that alarm goes off in the morning and rips us from the sweet embrace of unconsciousness. The picture used for this episode's cover is me, passed out in the passenger seat of a work truck. It was winter break back in my college days, and my roof repair foreman took the picture. It was a common sight in those days because I'm not a morning person. But when you work construction, you set your alarm clock early. I mean, really early. With my commute back then, I was getting up about 3.30, 4 a.m. every day for work. I would go to bed early, and I was still getting about seven, eight hours of sleep. But my biological clock couldn't fathom why I would wake up three to four hours before sunrise. My friends who were working with the same job would always say to each other, see you tomorrow, dark and early. It was miserable work and one of the biggest reasons I now work from behind an air-conditioned desk. But I digress. This week's episode is about one question specifically. Why do we sleep? Well, to recover, of course, but why? We consume energy by eating food, then we burn that energy through biological processes and daily activity. Why is that not enough? Why haven't we evolved past the need for daily sleep? The short answer, we don't know. When I say we, I'm referring to the human race as a whole, but specifically, the people who are researching this are scientists, and sleep is one of those topics the scientific community can't seem to reach a consensus on. But we all agree, sleep is important. During Shakespeare's time, the Elizabethan era of 15 and 1600s, sleep was regarded poetically. Shakespeare said, sleep that sometimes shuts up sorrow's eye, steal me a while from mine own company. To be fair, a lot of what Shakespeare said was poetic, but still. Skip ahead to the 1900s, about four, 300 years later, Thomas Edison, the man who invented the light bulb, the man who made it easier to stay awake all night than ever before, Edison said, sleep is a criminal waste of time and a heritage of our cave days. Sleep started to be regarded as a necessary nuisance. I mean, not by me. I love sleep. I now work at that desk job I mentioned earlier, and I work the evening shift, 1 p.m. to midnight, four days a week. And now that I work from home, thanks to COVID, I love to wake up at the crack of 10 a.m., go for a lovely walk, a promenade as the French call it, then come home and take a quick nap before my shift starts. I know sleep is important. I am my worst self when I am sleep deprived. And a little BT dubs, little sidebar here, sleep depravity doesn't just cause, quote, grogginess. It is linked to obesity through the hunger hormone ghrelin, 50% increase in your chances of being obese if sleep deprived. It is linked to the loss of memory, to increase in stress, which leads to higher blood pressure and heart disease. Your overall immunity suffers when you don't sleep enough leading to higher risk of infection, and studies link graveyard shift workers with their messed up biological clocks are at a much higher risk of cancer, not to mention the numerous correlations between sleep depravity and mental illness. So that's a little sidebar about sleep depravity. It's terrible for you. And while the industrial age and the invention of the light bulb, TVs, and the practice of staying up most of the night to play Call of Duty with your buddies has changed our collective attitude towards sleep negatively, this, that is slowly changing. Thanks to the information age and medical science, most people are aware it is important to sleep if you want to be healthy. We know 36% of your life while you are, will be spent asleep. If you reach the age of 90, that means you have slept for 32 years. So we know sleep's important, but we're back to right back to why exactly. Well, scientists love theories, and they have a few um, 
and for the need of sleep. Number one is restoration. Unlike our consciousness, the brain doesn't shut down while we are asleep. Actually, a slew of genes are only activated while we are asleep, and these genes are responsible for restoration and the metabolic pathways. Aristotle was one of the first people to hypothesize this, hypothesize this, and the New Age science actually supported his hypothesis. So next we have the conservation of energy for a need of sleep. The idea is that we evolved to sleep in order to save calories. The main criticism of this is that the risk and reward doesn't really add up. Studies done on participants that slept all night versus participants that stayed awake all night but didn't move much showed the difference was about 110 calories. So the person who slept saved the equivalent of an apple or a slice of sourdough bread. I'm not convinced the caloric value of an apple is worth the risk of being unconscious all night, especially for the thousands of years for human history when being mauled in the night by wolves was a much higher probability. So the third prevalent theory, the most prevalent, is brain function, meaning our brain seems to consolidate memories while we are asleep. As I mentioned before, I'm a wreck when I'm sleep deprived. Studies show that individuals who are sleep deprived have virtually no chance and learning a new skill compared to those who are well-rested. But that's not all the brain does asleep. Have you ever heard of the term, let me sleep on it? Used when someone has a difficult decision or obstacle to overcome, they propose to give it a good night's sleep before making said decision. That is because sleep enhances our creativity and therefore our ability to overcome complex issues. While we sleep, our brain sorts through what is important and what is not. What about animals? Do they sleep? Let's compare their evolution to ours. You'd think animals would have evolved past the need for sleep because a sleeping animal is a much easier target for predators, but they haven't. Although animals, animals have found ways to make them less vulnerable while asleep, humans evolved to have greater intelligence. We built brick homes, and now the risk of wolves or jaguars snatching us in the night is all but non-existent. Dolphins and most whales evolved to sleep one half of their brain at a time, allowing them to swim back to the surface of the water for air so they don't drown in their sleep. Giraffes and horses can sleep standing upright, which could allow for a speedy getaway, and horses only sleep when in numbers. It seems the animals that require the least amount of sleep are bullfrogs that go months without sleep, and shrews, which are awake day and night, only taking catnaps, but they still sleep even though bullfrogs can go months without and, and the shrews, you know, they only take catnaps, there is sleep in there. Sleep is mostly universal for animals, not so much insects. They do sleep weird with uh, cir circadian rhythms and they, they don't have REM sleep, but most insects do display cognitive disabilities if they go without their own version of rest. So even insects need sleep. But unlike insects, we do need REM sleep as well as deep sleep. Fitbit.com says, if deep sleep is about body, REM is about the brain. Um, and this, the brain is very active during REM sleep, yet the body is very inactive. Actually, it's so inactive, you're actively paralyzed during REM sleep. REM is when most dreaming happens and your eyes move rapidly in different directions, hence the name. Heart rate increases and your breathing becomes more irregular. Both forms of sleep are necessary, and I wanted to end this episode with a sort of PSA to my past self in college. Alcohol and cannabis are known to deplete essential REM sleep. Listen up, my fellow hedonists 
and substance partakers. According to sleepdoctor.thesleepdoctor.com, using weed to fall asleep suppresses REM sleep and causes less dreaming. This can be beneficial for PTSD patients who have terrible nightmares, but can be harmful if uh, being used to fall asleep too much. People who use weed to fall asleep regularly, uh, then sleep sober, experience a REM rebound where they have numerous vivid dreams all in one night. It's it's uh, quite the experience. A similar understanding goes with alcohol. A healthy person can use alcohol to fall asleep with moderation, a few drinks, like one or two, and on rare occasions, but to sit, like not, not every night, but to sedate, sedate yourself to fall asleep regularly can have adverse effects on sleep, therefore adverse effects on overall health. So drink and depending on what uh, state or count country you live in, uh, toke responsibly. Your sleep and health depend on it. But that's enough on sleep for now. I think I'm going to go take a midday nap. Now, let the sweet sounds of this episode's outro music soothe you to sleep. Unless you are driving, of course. Don't fall asleep as you're driving. This is from the song titled Raining uh, by one of my favorite lo-fi artists, Dick Obey. <laughs> 